Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. podcast took a little bit of a break last week but we're back on here so excuse the week-long break here uh got will back here from big three news on he i gave him a little bit of a rest i know we were harassing him a little bit the past few weeks here so uh glad to have you back on will talk some big three thanks yeah i think uh i needed uh just my voice to rest for a few weeks (laughs) be good to go now yeah understandable i had to take the week off as well you know just to get recoup a little bit back in here but we're excited to talk big three should be a great show today um not a ton of news in terms of what's actually going on for the season but you know a lot of things outside the big three and what's what's to come let's let's talk a little bit first let's get into some news that we didn't I didn't get to touch on last week obviously because there was no show last week uh just to do with the aliens they have a little bit of a roster construction here they have promoted Brandon Rush of their co-captains uh, with the absence of Kendrick Perkins not no longer being in the big three, I, I believe it had maybe to do something with broadcasting. I can't speak on what really the case was. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Rush should make a nice addition there. They obviously drafted him with high hopes for him, and they added Ryan Hollins in there. I mean, what do you think about the aliens? Do you think they improved? That you think they got worse? What do you think about those moves? Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of question marks surrounding them, <laughs> even with Perkins. Yeah, I'd have to agree. But, I mean... You know, we'll see. I think uh, when we do power rankings, I think my answer I think my answer to that question will be clear. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we'll jump into some power rankings later. We'll we'll release our first power ranking from each of us. And I think uh, I think my answer will be very clear as well from that standpoint. Yeah. Also, another another uh, roster update here. And Eddie Curry joining the Killer 3. So Meta World Peace is no longer going to be in the big three as well. He decided he's going to do some coaching. He's going to take some time off. Uh, really appreciate the time. And the, uh, you know, his play last year, he was a really nice addition in the big three. And hopefully we can have him back eventually. But Eddie Curry joining Josh Powell will take over as a a co-captain. He was the number four overall pick in the big three draft. What do you think about the killer threes move there? Adding Eddie Curry, another big man. Yeah, I mean, I think. uh, I think killer threes, I think I think like we said, we've touched on it in other episodes. I think now that we have 12 teams, we're going to start to see kind of like that middle of the pack. Like yeah. In the past, we've had like the teams that are very good or very bad. I think we'll finally start to see those teams that are kind of floating around 500. And I think the killer threes are probably set up to be one of those teams. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, I feel like with all the work that Stack Jackson has put in the past couple of years, he's he's kind of really carried that team to the middle tier with the eight teams that were there. So I'm, I'm hoping they can make that playoff push this year. And, you know, we don't know how Frank Nitty's going to perform. Obviously, there's some expectations that we have for him, but we just don't know how he'll perform. So, you know, size seems to be coveted in this league. We saw it in the draft. We're seeing it still with some free agent pickups of the guys who weren't drafted and, you know, Hollins and Curry, both big guys. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's just the most coveted position here. There's not a lot of big guys. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting now that there's 12 teams rather than eight. Uh, that pretty much, you know, concludes most of the news as far as roster updates and whatnot. We'll get into some of the cities that have been announced. It's really exciting. They announced most of the schedule here so we got some matchups now we have the schedule out for the most part we got weeks one two three four 
five, seven, and nine. We're still deciding on, I think the big three is still deciding on four more cities based on bye weeks and where they're going to visit for a day in week six. And I think it's eight and 10. And then obviously the championship game in Los Angeles. So it looks like week one, they're going to have Detroit and Indianapolis. That's the Saturday and Sunday. Week two will be Charlotte, Philadelphia. Week three, Birmingham, Atlanta. Week four, Providence, Rhode Island. That was a interesting one. Brooklyn, New York, also in week four. Week five, Kansas City, Oklahoma City. Week seven, Chicago. Still a to-be-determined there for that Sunday game. And week nine will be Dallas and San Antonio, so going big in Texas on week nine. Which one are you most excited about besides your hometown there in New York? And which one are you – you think is kind of an interesting city for them to choose? Um, well, obviously, I'm excited about Brooklyn. Um, Providence is the next closest one, so I'm going to try and shoot up there if I can. Nice. Um, but other than that, I think it's really excited that we're going back to um, Dallas. Dallas has been another one that I think that they've done, I think, all three years. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, um, very cool. And the Barclays Center is a really cool place to, to have any game, really. So the big three going there should be really exciting. I, I'm expecting a huge crowd there. Yeah. Along, along with you there, you know, you got some big three credentials, I heard. You you reported that on your on your Twitter account, so... That's exciting. I, I didn't, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I really don't know what that means, <laughs> but but we're but we're excited, you know. We're we're gonna, I'm gonna go and you know, I'm gonna make the best of it. Yeah, I, I think you're gonna make a, a lot of um, a lot more connections there. You're gonna get to be inside some post game pressers there, really hear, uh, really get that media experience. So I think it's gonna be really cool, you know, hearing from your side of things as a fan. Now you're kind of part of that media, you know. So yeah, I'm 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 psyched. Yeah. So the big three, uh, Jeff Cornerwitz actually said that the last four cities will be announced tomorrow. So when this podcast is released, it will actually be today. We'll actually know. But the last four cities, they're still trying to determine where where they want to where they want to set up shop for these these games. They got cities like Denver, Miami, Seattle, Salt Lake City, you know, Portland, Cincinnati, San Juan is in there. I mean, I. That's it's going to be really hard to you know narrow it down to where they want to go. I mean, which which one would you be most excited to see? I mean, just from a, a city standpoint and how the basketball community is in that city. Yeah, I mean, I'd be really excited to see Miami. Um, Miami turned out last year. You had a lot of celebrities go. Like I know a lot of a lot of people from the Heat were there last year when they went to Miami. So that would yeah. be fun to see them do that again. Um, yeah. San Juan is really intriguing. Very intriguing. Just because, I mean, that would be the first professional basketball game in terms of an American league in Puerto Rico for as long as I could imagine. Yeah, it's um, a Carlos Royal homecoming there. Yeah, I mean, I just to see him, I mean, he's like a god there. Yeah. Just to see, just to see him, I think that that place, would, uh, that place would be packed. So I think if they can do San Juan, I think they're going to do it. I think D.C. was also another one. I didn't have that listed down. I know they – I don't know if they are in or out yet. I know there's some complications that they've been trying to work out. Um, do you know any more about that? Yeah, I mean, I know they really want to go to D.C., especially since that you have, like, this two-city uh, format that they're doing. So if you did D.C. and Baltimore, that would really kind of fit that like a glove. Yeah. Um, and I know they just got Gilbert Arena, so I know, they're, I know they really want to do D.C., like they said, I think I think it's I know it was the Verizon Center, and I think it's like the Capital One Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just been very difficult to negotiate with over like the past year or two, so I yeah. really don't think it's going to happen. 
Yeah, I, I, it's disappointing because, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, we talk about Cube all the time, you know, really able to turn things around, really able to, I don't want to say get anything he wants, but able to accomplish anything he's really trying to. And so, you know, maybe we'll see DC in the future. I think it'd be a really cool one for a Gilbert Arenas homecoming, but, you know, maybe that's a next year's thing. Uh, I actually would, would love to see some love to the Northwest, you know, obviously with Seattle, yeah. their team to Oklahoma City. And, you know, they can make a Seattle and Portland trip up there. I know a lot of these are kind of a one-day a one hitters in terms of uh, giving some teams some bye weeks this, this year. Yeah, Which I is, mean, I'm not really familiar with Seattle as a city, so people yeah. who are from there might say that I'm wrong. But I do know that that arena is under construction. Oh, that that yeah. uh, that would play a huge part in that. I don't think yeah. they can play in a in a building that's not finished. Yeah, that was the same thing that happened with Boston. Like everyone was upset, like why they aren't going to Boston. Yeah. And so I know like TD Garden is like under renovation for the summer. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah well, well, I don't know. Hopefully they can work something out in Seattle. I, I you know, from you saying that, it doesn't sound like they're going to be able to. But it would be really cool. You know, I think Seattle has kind of always gotten that short end of the stick a little bit here. Yeah. In the- you know, since they lost the Supersonic. So, would love to see basketball back in rainy Seattle there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Side most of the time. Uh, let's let's kind of jump in. We we know the schedule, at least for week one. We're not going to go through predictions just yet. I want to I save that for the week leading up to it. But I do want to just kind of talk about some anticipated matchups that I think could be exciting. So, week one, we're, we're opening up in Detroit, June 22nd on CBS at 8 p.m. Eastern. They're going to have... Two expansion teams go at it to start the, the the whole big three, season three, and the enemies in Bivouac. Then we got Power and Three's company, so we have a championship rematch, and Trilogy and Three-Headed Monsters. I, I think just based on looking at it and based on hearing those, I mean, I think the two most exciting ones are probably either the championship matchup and the expansion teams hitting it off. Which one are you more excited for? Um, I mean, I think you can tell, um, you know, this is week one, obviously they're going to get a lot of brand new people that is going to want to check it out week one. So it's smart that they're, uh, they're starting off with Gilbert Arenas. That's kind of the headliner uh, yeah. for this season. So it's smart that they're starting up with him. So I would say from a newcomer's perspective, that's probably the more exciting matchup just to see Gilbert Arenas and Lamar Odom out there against like Will Bynum and Bidwack. Um, but from someone that's been following the league, I think. You'd be wrong if you didn't say power in three's company. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're going to see uh, power, which obviously we all know what they're capable of. But now three's company is finally healthy. They're finally going to have Drew Gooden. They're finally going to have Baron Davis, which wasn't the case when they faced off in the championship last season. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a very exciting rematch. Yeah. No Dante Jones for three's company. So hopefully, no, you know, <laughs> some guys trying to fight each other there and yeah, yeah. mixing up, <laughs> scrapping there. Yeah. So. It should be a clean, fun game. Um, enemies and Bivouac. And, hey, I don't, you know, don't sleep on the trilogy three-headed monsters. I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup. You got oh, yeah, Jason, no Jason Terry there for trilogy, uh, making his debut in the big three. And then also David Hawkins, who was a MVP candidate last year. And then the revamped three-headed monsters. I mean, they, they are, they're scary. I think we're going to talk about that more in the power rankings coming up. But that's going to be a scary team. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a scary team. Yeah, so Sunday, the following day, they're going to be playing in Indianapolis on CBS, 1 p.m. Eastern. They're going to start with a, another expansion team matchup in the Triplets and Aliens, and they're going to follow that up with Tri-State and Killer Threes and Ball Hogs and Ghost Ballers. So 
those are some matchups maybe not as highly anticipated. I think people are still going to tune in a lot, especially, like you said, some newcomers. Um, which one are you most excited about on that on Sunday? Um, I mean, I'm really excited to see triplets. Yeah. I think Joe Johnson, Al Jefferson, um, I think that's just two very fun players to have in the league. So I'm very excited to see them. Um, and then with Aliens, we'll finally see Greg Oden. So that will be fun. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could say that. that, that that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, we haven't I mean, really and heard. Then, I mean, like every matchup, you know, kind of has, which is, which is good. Uh, every matchup kind of has a storyline. Like you do Tri-Steam Killer 3s, you know, it's going to be Tri-Steam without David Hawkins. So it's basically going to be Nate Robinson. How far can Nate Robinson take them? Killer yeah. 3s, you have Frank Sessions. So I think that's going to be a fun matchup, him and Nate. Yeah. Um, I think they play each other in the Drew League at some point. So Yeah, I think they have, yeah. So that should that should be fun. Um, yeah. And then Ball Hogs and Ghost Ballers. I, I expect the Ghost Ballers to be better than they were last season. I think oh, it was yeah. A fluke season. Um, and then Bull Hogs have your boy, uh, Balut. Yeah, Balut. I'm excited to see Balut. I don't know what yeah. kind of impact he'll make week one. Um, and then Ghost Ballers, yeah. I think it's weird that they went 1-7 and seven last year. Obviously, they were out without their captain and Mike Bibby for pretty much the entire season there. So, they added some new pieces. Ball Hogs added a couple new pieces there. Uh, you know, Balut's there. And I, I really like Jermaine Taylor as well. So, you know, Ball Hogs and Ghost Ballers is kind of a battle of, you know, the guys that were – at the bottom of the standings last year, fighting to fighting to start <laughs> well. Yeah, which is good. You get you get both of those teams, or well, either of them, a win early in the season. So I think yeah, that's a matchup to have. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think you know, last year they both finished with one win apiece. So I think it's good for one of them to at least get that one win out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll see where where it goes from there. Um, yep. That being said, let let's talk about our power rankings because. I think that is uh, what most people are probably tuning in today to hear what, how we kind of think the team stack up. I think most people would be surprised at mine a little bit. I don't know about yours. I actually posted mine. When I, I write for this site called bigplay.com. So I actually posted mine a little bit early on there. But for those who don't follow my writing on bigplay.com, I'm not offended. Uh, but, you know, I can kind of expand on a little bit and what I think and why. Uh, Let's, you know, you're the guest on here, so let's go ahead and start with your power rankings and, you know, see what you, how you got everyone stacked up. So you want, you want to do 12, 12 to 1, or do you want to go down? Ooh, okay. Let's, let's go 12 to 1. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay. So, like we said, um, at 12, bottom of the pack, I have aliens. Okay. I, I have that as well. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think that's a kind of a no-brainer there. Um, just a lot of uh, uncertainty there. I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think they have a lot of question marks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Andre Owens is obviously a big deal. He's he's obviously performed in every team he's been on, but he hasn't always been on the best teams. So, right. you know, now he gets a chance to lead, and we'll see how he does. Yeah, and I mean, like, he was going to be a number one option, which I have all the faith in the world that he'll be fine as a number one option, but he had Kendrick Perkins. Right. Now I'm not really too sure. So it'll be interesting to see kind of who steps up to help Andre Owens. Yeah, I agree. All right, so um, who do you, who you got 11? 11, I have enemies. Enemies? Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> whoa, that's... say that I'm a hater, because, like, you know... No, you're a hater, I, Will. I, right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, but I'm a doubter. 
Okay. Well, I, and- from the stuff that I've seen with with enemies and Gilbert Arenas and all that, I think that I think it's questionable how serious they're taking this. You don't think they're ta- you don't think they're taking it seriously? I think I think. Okay, go ahead. Expand I think Lamar Odom is. Lamar Odom, is, yeah. You don't think Gilbert Arenas though? I mean, it looks like he's ready to kind of you know make his return and kind of prove everybody that he wasn't done. Obviously, his uh, career was kind of cut short for I mean, reasons. If you saw most him of us on know. draft night, they asked him like, "How was the combine?" And he was like, oh, "I didn't go to that." <laughs> yeah. Uh, every other player captain was there. Yeah. And like, I forget what the question was, but somebody said something on Instagram, and he was like, "Oh, I'm just there to be the name or whatever, and like look pretty." Interesting. Okay. So I'm not questioning the man's worth ethic. I'm not questioning his talent. You know, it's far from that. But I think he's going to get a rude awakening week one. So you you think he's underestimating the the competition a little bit? Yes. Well, uh, you know, I think we could kind of. Uh compared to when Allen Iverson was playing. I think week one, he also kind of undermined the talent that was there, and he got a rude awakening. So yeah, it could it could fall in the same category as, in terms of what those guys are going in, their mindset of going in. But, you know, but also I, Gilbert Arenas could learn from that. You no, know, so that's the thing. That was, that was the other thing I was going to say. Like, this is just like pre-week one power rankings. Yeah. Like, they have a coach who has won a championship, the big three before, they obviously Gilbert Arenas isn't the whole team. They have Royce White. They have Lamar Odom. Um, so I, I fully expect them to figure it out. I just think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. Okay. No, that's so, understandable. Yeah. I, so like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs. But for right now, until proven otherwise, um, I have some doubts. Okay, that's they, fair they enough. Got, they got to show it to me first. They got to show it to me. No, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I think that's our biggest discrepancy right now. But, but uh, that's usually how these things go between you and I. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually got ball hogs uh, okay. at 11. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, the, my boy Blute's on there, Jermaine Taylor. And, but, and, and not to hate on the white mamba there. Not to hate <laughs> yeah, on Josh Childress there. <laughs> Gosh, I know. I, I feel like I'm like the white mamba's, you know, like, Number one enemy, but you're, I, you're his only enemy. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm his only enemy. You got me. All right, but I just, you know, I, I haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it in the past two seasons. No, they I got worse seen. going into season two yeah. in, in terms of record. And it hasn't, you know, like for most teams, at least for the past and last year and the year before with the eight teams we had, they most had teams, their, it's their captains that take over. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. And for, you know, Brian Scalabrini and Josh Childress, that wasn't the case. I mean, it's either, you know, last year was Andre Owens. They had the number one pick. Andre Owens was really the go-to guy, the scorer. When they needed a bucket, they were going to Andre Owens. Yeah. And if it wasn't Andre Owens, it was Deshaun Stevenson. Now, I love Deshaun Stevenson. Obviously, he's pro- he might be the best shooter that we're not talking about in the big three. However, you know, with the, you know, we don't know how Baloo's going to uh, play. Obviously, no. we, uh, last The last time we had a show, or I had a show, I talked to Oliver. The big thing about him was like, how is he going to square up defensively? He didn't look that great at the combine. And yeah, Oliver. Oliver is a uh, Oliver is to Desan Balut as I am to Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah. Uh, so maybe me and Oliver need to have the conversation about Balut a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. But 
you know, I, I don't know. I love Jermaine Taylor. I posted on my Twitter that I think he's one of the biggest sleepers this season going in the big three, just because he played so well, especially down the stretch. But uh, I got I got to see I got to see more firepower from the captains, and I think that's why I have him at eleven. I got you. So moving on to number ten. Oh, sorry, that's me. Number ten <laughs> is I I agree with you. I have Bullhogs. Okay, so not that far off. Okay, yeah. so uh, that that's good to hear. Um, I think for me, I actually have Killer Threes at ten. Okay. That might be a little surprising. I think they still have some question marks. You know, obviously they had two co-captains leave them. Um, I had them really high when it was announced that Al Harrington was going there. And then Meta World Peace was obviously yeah. going to be a co-captain. You add Frank Nitty to that. But that same day, you know, you, you minus Harrington, you add Nitty. Um, so question marks around Nitty. Uh, Eddie Curry is a nice addition, but he's obviously had the knee issues in the past. Um, CJ Watson's... A good addition there. I think that was a good draft pick. You know, he's obviously a guy who was playing in the NBA as recently as last year. But will it be enough? You know, will you know will it be Stack and C.J. Watson that's really taken over? Will, you know, Josh Powell looked good in games last year. Will will that be enough? So yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm still um, I'm still on the fence about killer threes. I, I know what Stephen Jackson can do, but it's really been about who who else can beat beat the other team like who else can put up some points besides steven jackson and alan anderson was a big guy who did that last year he's no longer there so you know we'll see um moving on to number nine so nine i have killer threes okay so we're for me so so um, far looking good yeah same thing for me if they would have had al harrington there and you had like uh frank nitty there instead of eddie curry i would say that you have a pretty decent starting lineup at a pretty decent bench so i think that you they could have made some noise but i like originally i had them around like six or seven but they dropped to nine after missing al harrington that's a huge that's a huge loss yeah i i agree there i actually so at nine for me i have i have bivlac sitting there right now they're another expansion team that that we're still we're still wondering what what they're going to bring to the table i think they were the one team that didn't go big man they didn't get they didn't go let, let me say this they didn't go really big man. So most of the guys yeah. got a guy who was 6'10 or taller. They went Sean Williams, who's a stretch. So I think they're going for more length. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, Josh Smith hasn't played in a couple of years. I'm sure he can still ball. Will Bynum was in the league recently there. Uh, CJ, CJ Leslie is a guy you love. I think he, he's an interesting player. Um, but I, I don't know how his game is going to translate to the big three, just based on what I've seen of, of highlights of him. Um, obviously, he's a youngie, so he might have the most energy and the most, you know, explosion coming out of there. But um, it's iffy for me. I'm, I'm still I'm still up in the air about that. I want them to do really well because I think they have the coolest name in the big three. <laughs> and I love Josh Smith. Uh, you know, I follow James Harden a lot. And four, what was it, three years ago when they were playing in the in the playoffs and they came back against the Clippers, you know, it was really was fun to watch. Smith. Yeah, I mean, it was really fun to watch Josh Mid, Jason Terry, another guy that was there. Yeah. It was really fun to see them compete. But, you know, I, I, I don't know what to expect just yet. Anthony Morrow, and, you know, he, he might, again, be one of the best shooters that we're not talking about. And Morrow might be more of a shooter in this league, I think, or m- might be more of just a shooter, or not just a shooter. He might put it on the, on the floor a little bit more and drive to the basket. But we'll see. Uh, you know, Morrow – 
when he played for the Nets, put up like 40 points or something like that at one point. Triple yeah. So he's, he's certainly got the tools to be really good. They have the tools to be really good. But like you said, preseason power rankings, I got to see it first. Yeah, and, and also, too, they have Reggie Theus, who is the only uh, coach in Big 3 with NBA head coaching experience. That's true. Yeah, that, so, that, that could go a long way. That could. Yeah, and I think, like you said, like C.J. Leslie, like, you know, he was a G League player. And Reggie Theus was an NBA coach, so I think that's just a reflective of the style that they're going for. They're going for real NBA style. Yeah, and that well, you know we haven't really seen a lot of that in the big three. We I think haven't. we we really saw teams like trying to adjust week one. We didn't have any three on three experienced players week two or week two season two. We saw that you know guys have more experience under their belt. We saw guys come on, but this is a different tactic, and it could really be big for Bivouac or they could be like you said earlier in for a rude awakening and realize that this is not the five on five basketball they're used to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to watch them throughout the season, just from like from a, from like a strategy standpoint, because they're really taking an approach that we, I'm not going to say that we haven't, that that we haven't seen worked in the big three. We just haven't seen. Yeah. Cause I agree. Basically gone from like, you have someone that's going to like, uh, basically dominate in the paint and then you're going to surround him with shooters and then right. maybe you're going to have like someone in between the with a ball on the floor we haven't yeah. really seen this yet where people going for like length and like wing defense so it'll yeah. be interesting to see I, and i really you know i really think a, a lot of what we could see this year is a lot of you know a lot of pick and roll play guys standing yeah. in the corner and we could just see a, a lot more iso ball as well just based on the way that nba is translated you know obviously there's a most of these guys are a lot older so they're used to the old style of play. But I think it could be a lot of pick and roll. Um, you know, we could see some flares and, and flare screens coming up where guys are coming off the pick and, and shooting. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a different tactic. I really do. And I think with more tape now and more film that people can watch, I think that's going to play into it a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to number eight. Um, so far, we're pretty even besides the enemies thing. I. I'm, I think I'm still shocked and lost for words that you have enemies so low, but, but <laughs> let's move on to eight before uh, I think about it too hard. Um, eight? So eight, I have ghost ballers. Okay. Um, I have them. Okay, why, why eight? Because uh, I have higher expectations, I think, just, to, just by a smidge, but why eight for you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I expect them to be better than they were, but this is still a team that's won one game the last two years. So... I, you know, I, I'm not really going to give them too big. Have you seen Mike Bibby? What happened? Have you seen Mike Bibby? Uh, yeah, but I saw Mike Bibby last year, too. <laughs> no, I mean, in terms of his, how he looks. <laughs> you mean, like his muscle? Yeah. Yeah, but that was that was before the season last season. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Continue. Yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to, I don't know. And also, too, Mike Bibby was, like, running into a little bit of, like, legal problems. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything about that since, so I expect him to be. It's Good. been quiet on that front, yeah. Right, so, you know, like I said, like, like I have them at eight, you know. Like, they're like, like, like eight. Like, that's kind of like the middle of the pack. Yeah, you know? no, I think it's a good spot for them. I agree. I yeah, think it's I a- mean, also, too, like, like their bench is like Jamario Moon, Alex Scales, and Mike Taylor. Like, is that the best bench in the world? No. A lot of big three experience there, though. I, I would say more yeah. than teams. You're lucky that uh, Ghost Ballers aren't playing in, well, are they playing in Brooklyn? Mike Bibby's is going to come after you if he ever hears this. going to kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, no, you left out there. <laughs> they're go, they're go, they'll be in Providence. Is week enemies four. in Brooklyn? Enemies. That's really going to come kick my ass. 
they're not. Okay. No, they're also in Providence. Maybe you should yeah. just hold out on that that trip to Providence there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, and you might find this interesting. This might be where you know people really come after me. Is that I have trilogy eight, uh, despite having Whoa. David. Oh, I know. Despite <laughs> that means I have Ghost Ballers higher. So despite having oh Jason my Perry, god. Despite having David Hawkins, you know, they obviously have great experience with James White. He's won a title there. Yeah. I, I still think there's more question marks than there are sure things. I really do. I mean, like you said, how is Jason tra- uh, Jason Terry going to translate to this league? You know, I, yeah. I, know what J- I know what David Hawkins can do. James White is going to be taking on so much more responsibility, I think, this year than he has in the past. Yeah, and um, I, don't, I don't love their bench. I... I you know, I don't I don't know much about Patrick O'Brien other than the fact that he was on the Warriors during the We Believe Warriors as as a young guy. I, yeah. Sam Young is someone who has NBA experience as well. Uh, but I don't I don't know how he's gonna translate. And Carlos Royal, again, another guy with NBA experience. Don't know. So I think there's just more question marks. Um, but you know, Jason Cherry Jason Cherry, Jason Terry <laughs> could shoot, you know, a record amount of four pointers that I'm just gonna be appalled by and and really just light up the scoreboard that, that way. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to seven. We're, we're kind of in the middle pack here. Uh, got teams that in the past would be at the lower, at, at the bottom of the pack, but now are, you know, in the middle, could, could make a playoff push late in the season, uh, could have some ups, ups and downs, could have let a couple games get away from them. Who do, you, who do you got at seven here? So seven, I have the bivouac. Okay. I like I like that, you know. I, I wish I could have gone higher on them. Um, yeah, I mean, you're a big fan, bigger fan of Big Black than I am, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't know. I I just I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith in Josh Smith. I have faith in Will Bonham. I think that I think that's a sneaky good team that you're looking at. Yeah, I agree. You just like C.J. Leslie. I do like C.J. Leslie. <laughs> uh, I I think it's going to be an interesting team as well. I think they're going to be really good defensively with all the length they have. I think they're going to be able to guard, you know, one through three in this case with anybody they have on the floor just based on their roster construction. And so yeah. I think that's going to be a big deal because three-on-three three defense is so much more vital than it is in the five-on-five five where you can, you know, essentially hide players who are not great defensively but are better offensively. So Yeah, no, no. Uh, so for me at seven, I actually this is where I have ghost ballers. I, I I'm okay. expect I'm expecting more. I really am. I mean, Carlos Boozer. I mean, once he got adjusted to the three on three game, I think he looked really good. He's one of he's one of the better players in the league. He was you know constantly putting up double doubles there. And yeah. Ricky Davis, obviously, we know what Ricky Davis can do when when he gets high. He was he makes some unbelievable shots. I think the question mark there is is Mike Bibby. Like you know, you said the legal troubles. We haven't really heard much of him, but when he plays, he's usually a pretty good floor general for them. So uh, yeah. we'll see. I don't, you know, Jamario Moon had that really good season debut last year when he played for three headed monsters, but that was most of what we heard from him. So, so we, you, know, you know, first round pick, we could see he, I'm sure they have high expectations for him. Yeah. Uh, moving on to six here. We're getting closer to the top here. Who do you got at six? Six, I have Tri State. Okay, I think this is the first one where we're we're pretty even. I, I have tried state at six as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think that losing, like I said, I think David Hawkins at this point is probably a top three player in this league. The only two people that I would put 
in front of him at the moment is probably the two MVP winners, uh, Maggetti and Rashard Lewis. Um, oh, that's highly okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm he, a big David Hawkins guy. Well, he he, uh, re- he really did on both sides of the ball last year too. Yeah, so I think that losing Tri-State, excuse me, losing David Hawkins, I think Tri-State is going to. Uh, they're going to need to find an answer. They're going to need to find somebody that's going to kind of take those buckets. Yeah. And so I think naturally it's going to be Nate Robinson who's going to try. Um, but I think it's going to have to end up being a culmination of everybody. And I think that's going to take a few weeks to get that yeah. going. So right now yeah. that's why I have them right now at six. Okay. And I, I think Jason Richardson is a guy they're looking at to kind of fill that role of, you know, being able to get buckets. I think he, yeah. he could be a guy who could be in the running for fourth man of the year early on. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. You know, David Hawkins is a big loss because just how impactful he was. It just seemed like, early, especially early on, Tri-State was really, really good early on. Really it, didn't, it didn't seem like they were going to lose for a long time. Um, I'm actually surprised they lost before three of the monsters did. So, um, I think six is a good spot for them just before the season starts. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to five. We're really kind of getting the upper echelon here. Uh, five, you have? I have Trilogy. Okay, <laughs> and I have so, enemies. <laughs> yeah, so for the same reason why I have Tri-State at six, I have Trilogy at five, I think David Hawkins makes you a uh, an immediate title contender. Like I said, I'm not super in love with their depth. Um, so I think, I think Trilogy can basically be kind of maybe a little worse than what um, Tri-State was last year. Yeah, so like Tri State was probably number four last year. Like they were probably the fourth best team in the league. Yeah, so I, I have them at five. Well, it's just a completely revamped team. You know, a trilogy went from being never lost a game in the Big Three to completely dropping off. Yeah, I don't know if that had more to do with the competition stepping up or them letting their guard down a little bit. But revamped team, um, like like I said earlier, I have trilogy a little bit lower, and I have enemies in the spot because I'm betting on what they have right now. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully Gilbert Arenas doesn't make me look like a huge idiot, but I think Lamar Odom, it, you know, he, he has some uh, question marks there, just obviously with the health health issues he had in the past, but I think they could be really good. Royce White is someone I'm really excited to see. Uh, yeah. He obviously came into the, the draft with a lot of confidence and, you know, if he's as good as he's stating he is, you know, essentially being the only other guy besides LeBron to be that type of player. I mean, they they might need to be hired to start the season. But I got them at five right now because, you know, like you said, still questioning whether their work ethic will be there. Yeah. Okay, so let's move into essentially the playoff teams here. Pretty much, I think we have the same four playoff teams, depending on what order, though. So who well, do you got? The playoff teams are top eight, right? Oh, I guess it would be top eight this year. I'm so, I am so used to being top four. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's talk about playoff teams in prior seasons. I then. think it's top eight. Okay, so we we both have we both have three headed monsters, three threes company, power and triplets in our top four. Yes. How are how are we at four? Four, I have triplets. Okay, me too. And Just I think because I think they're, I think they're by far the best expansion team on paper. Yeah. Um, I think that if they play to expectations, they're probably a very good team. Allen Anderson was ve- was a very good kind of like super sub for killer threes. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Jefferson's going to be very good. 
Joe Johnson's going to be very good. We'll see how Lisa Leslie is as a, as a coach. Um, but, you know, she's a very good basketball player, so I don't see why. She wouldn't be a good coach. And then Janera Pargo should be good. Chris Johnson, Sergio Gibson. I just think this is a very well-constructed roster. Yeah, I think they did a really nice job. I think in terms of Johnson and Jefferson, those are two guys you can kind of give the ball to and, you know, tell them, hey, go go get a bucket one-on-one. Yep. Especially Joe Johnson, obviously known as Iso Joe. But Al Jefferson, too, down in the low post, I think he he's someone who can finish with either hand, has great oh, footwork, yeah. was in the league a long time working the post. So, I, I you know, I don't think he's – I think – Besides Johnson, Jefferson might be another guy whose game really translates well to three-on-three format. So, yeah, triplets at four. I'm glad we agree on that. Okay, so we we this is a little bit more similar than I was expecting it to be besides maybe Enemies and Trilogy. <laughs> this is good. This is No, this, this is good. We're on the same page here. Yeah. Um, we're not either one of us or it's not going to be like either one of us is right and one of us is wrong. It's either we're in it together or we go down together. So Yeah, we're, we're going down together in this. <laughs> Uh, and each team, in terms of the trilogy and enemies, has a reason to kick our ass. So, right. Let's let's go to three. Um, I I have three's company. Do you agree? I have the same. Okay. And three's company, I I think it just has more to do with power and three-headed monsters being so good than it does three-headed company or three-headed company. I just mixed two teams. Three's company, uh, not being good enough. No, right. I mean. I think that Three's Company kind of came out of nowhere last year. They were very good. Um, they they really they they were the fourth seed, right? Am I thinking of that right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they were the fourth wait. seed. No, they were the three seed. They were the three seed. Okay, so they wait. were the three. Wait. Yeah. Were they? No. You, ooh, yes, yes, know. they were. Yep, because Power was the one, and Power played Tri-State. Okay. They yeah. The three and they yeah, played yeah. Two. Okay. So yeah, so they were the three seed. So again, I just don't think they're basically the same team. Yeah. They just added um, Dijon Thompson. They added Dijon Thompson, which, you know, normally I'd say, you know, maybe does that, if anything's going to move them up, but I don't think it makes them better with than power. Yeah. And three-headed monsters, you know, uh, basically won the lottery th- three times in a row. Yeah, exactly. So, so, I, so, like, so, again, so I think just like the same logic that you're using, I think sticking them with three. Yeah, I, and, you know, I... It's most of these teams. I don't know if it'll change with more teams now in the league, but most of these teams really just run like a five-man rotation. So I don't really know how yeah. much of Dejon Thompson we'll see. I mean, unless there's an injury like we had last year with Baron Davis, but Baron was good last year, like really good. He was like, really good. And I mean, that's why after he got hurt, and then he got hurt, and then Drew Gooden got hurt, and I was like, oh, this team is just this team is going to be nothing, you know. Yeah. Andre like, Emmett. I, I feel like Step they're going to fall to four, and the fifth, I think a fifth place at the time was probably like Killer Threes or something. As like Killer yeah. Threes is, isn't, isn't good enough to catch up with them. They're going to fall to four, and then they're going to just lose the power. But then Andre Emmett came out of nowhere yeah. and propelled them to the, to the finals. So it'll be interesting if, if Baron Davis and Drew Gooden and DeMar Johnson can continue to have the season they had last year, and you have Andre Emmett, that's going to be a very good team. Yeah, I think Jason Maxiel is a great, you know, guy, yeah, that's, a fifth that's guy. Too. Um, you know, those guys were rightfully retained, I think. And DeMar Johnson, I think really, I mean, I don't want to say he had a down year last year, but I think he had a better season one. So I'm expecting yeah. more from him um, in terms of just production, really. Uh, okay, 
a little bit of drum roll here um, for two because our two might be different. But who you got two? Two, I have three-headed monsters. Okay, I, and I have power. I'm down power a little bit. Uh, uh, go ahead with why. I mean, is is it? Do you have them at two for expected reasons? I mean, I basically just have them at two, just to more just kind of be cordial to power. You know yeah, what I mean? that's um, fair. Because power is literally it's the same exact roster, except no Xavier Silas who didn't play last year anyway. Um. So it's the same exact roster, and they basically dominated everybody. Yeah. So until right. So until proven otherwise, I have yeah. to have them at one. Yeah. Why go against them? Obviously, I have eyes. So three-headed <laughs> monsters. You is, do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, three-headed monsters is obviously the better team on paper. Yeah, on paper. But, but like you said, like you just said, on paper. Yeah. So I. You know, I think there's a good chance that if three-headed monsters, it's going to be three-headed monsters league to lose this year. But that you know, we got to see. We got to get into it. Yeah, I, I, you know, rightfully so. I was a little less cordial towards them. You know, no disrespect there. Yeah. Just on paper is what I'm kind of going for here, and we don't know how Larry Sanders will be. You know, I, he looked pretty good in the combine from what I saw. And I mean, he must have looked good if he just showed up and got drafted. Yeah, number three. I mean, and, yeah. and I think even, you know, Mario Chalmers is a great player. Obviously, he's won championships at, in the collegiate and professional level. But he's, he also played, you know, he, he's been playing overseas. So how much of an impact will that make as far in terms of, you know, like how, how fit he'll be if his body will be ready to go? Um, yeah. But I think you could say the same for, you know, Glenn Davis, big baby there. Because mm-hmm. he just got out, he just capped off a season in Canada. Yeah, so he looked really good in Canada. I yeah, him a little bit. He looked really good. Yeah, so uh, I think it's just you know for me it, it was a little bit more of a toss up, toss up. But I mean I have you know nothing against having power at one. Obviously, yeah, the championship. They they're one of the two teams that only go to the playoffs uh, both seasons with yeah. three headed monsters being the other one. So that that will be really the the. Most interesting matchup I think everyone will anticipate. But I, I actually uh, I haven't really been through the schedule uh, super specifically. And oh, when the they detail. play? Yeah, I was going to see when they play. I, I have it pulled up here. Uh, who am I looking for? Power and um, three-headed monsters. Pa- oh, okay. So week nine in Dallas. Wow, is it really that late? Yeah, week nine. That That's oh, wow. very, very much later I than I thought. I don't know why they did that. Well, it could be, you know, a, a battle of who's getting the one seat or the two seat at that point so maybe that's, that's true also and that's nancy lieberman's hometown that's true okay so yeah i mean that that's a prime time game it's the first first game of the weekend so i think that's one yeah. everyone will tune into uh hopefully things go as uh as we ex- as we hope for them to go um and richard lewis is back healthy obviously he had, he had a injury but we saw how mcgetty came back and i think lewis is a guy who can rebound just like him yeah i i don't have any doubts with him i think he'll be good to go yeah, so those are our power rankings, pretty much the exact same other than Trilogy and Enemies. Will has Enemies very much lower than I had him, and I have Trilogy a little bit lower than he had him. But nonetheless, I think, for the most part, I think we're on the same page in terms of what we see and what we think and what we see on paper of how these teams will stack up, at least early on until we get to see some some play between them. Um, I was going to go into some, you know, predicting some season awards, but... 
I think I'm going to hold off on that a little bit. I think I, I want to get a little bit closer to the season, make sure there's not any more roster changes. And I think yep. if we can maybe talk about it, maybe early part of June or maybe even next week, but we'll, we'll hold off on it now and we'll see if anything else comes up and wait for the last four cities to come out and then really determine um, who, who we can predict as far as the season awards. Um, one thing I do, I do want to touch on just because I want this to be an award at some point <laughs> Uh, in the Big Three's history, I, I don't think it's an award yet, but a Newcomer of the Year award would be really cool, or a Rookie of the Year. They don't. That's not an award that has been given in the past, but it's something I um, would like to kind of just update everybody like week by week. So my preseason power rankings for that just just three guys I have right now. I have Joe mm-hmm. Johnson at one. Ooh, okay. I have Shannon Brown at two. I mean that that one might be a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, that one's a little bit of a a, a throwout. Just like I. Random out of that, but I, I really think that Shannon Brown's championship pedigree, he's a high flyer. He could really be exciting for the league. I think that could kind of put him on the map early on for the, uh, uh, you know, in air quotes, rookie of the year award. And then Josh Smith at three. Um, would you, well, I mean, what, what would you be your, your top three in terms of got new guys coming into the league? If there was a rookie of the year award, I'm, I'm kind of like petitioning for one, I guess. Doing, yeah, I mean. Doing that. Honestly, so I'll give you I'll give you three different names just to keep it fun. Um, I'll say, uh, I'll say Royce White. Okay. I'll say, Juzan uh, Balut. Okay. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, and let's go with. Hmm. Honestly, let's go with Carlos Arroyo. Okay, I love it. I yeah. love the. Uh... The overseas aspect, the international aspect of it. Okay, so, well, uh, as much as Will can come on, you know, with his busy schedule and busy life, we'll, we'll try to update that weekly, one through three, and see who's kind of in the running for our uh, imaginary Rookie of the Year award. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe and then at the end of the season, you can give it out. Yeah, exactly. I'll give it out. It'll be my own award. Yeah, well, and- we're announcing the awards, and we'll say, and then the fourth man podcast, Newcomer of the Year. <laughs> Yeah, I'll sp- I'd, be, I'd be happy to sponsor the award for yes. a potential, you know, the big threes ever listening. If you guys, you know, want to sponsor for your Rookie of the Year award in the future, I'd be more than happy. Reach out to me. No questions asked. <laughs> Have my people call uh, your people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's, that's going to be it for today's show. Will, thanks again for coming on thanks to the podcast. Uh, those are our initial power rankings. We'll update those. We'll update the imaginary Rookie of the Year award we have. And... By the way, go check out my pinned tweet uh, at Fourth Man Pod. I am doing a contest right now for a jersey giveaway that goes on till the start of the season on June 22nd. So if you want a free jersey, it can be any jersey, including the expansion teams when they come out. Go, go, go check out that pinned tweet on Fourth Man Pod. Uh, appreciate, your, appreciate everybody listening, and we will see you guys in the coming weeks. See you later. Peace. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.